it, it, it's not meant for uh, five minutes Sudoku. This is yeah. meant for like big, big complex. Obviously, it doesn't help with open heart surgery if you need to go and have a, a quick episode of Friends to <laughs> figure out how to plug the leak or something. But um, <laughs> for an engineering project, it works fine. <laughs> Morning, Mr. Burr. Morning, Mr. Shakman. How are you doing? Oh, I'm not, not too bad. Um, now, we, we had a bit of an issue this morning. Um, Jeremy has learned a new word, and while he recites it to himself, crying in the corner because he's a bloody muppet, let me quickly explain what happened. Jeremy was online the other day. He, he was online and he saw a recipe for something that looked very particularly tasty. Um, well, he actually heard about it. He didn't look it up any further and then went straight ahead to preparing it. And so what he ended up doing was preparing bread in a whole series of ways. He he bried it, he grilled it, he baked it, he seared it, he broiled it, um, and then he promptly saluted it. And that's the point I walked in, asked him what the hell he was doing. Um, can you guess what kind of toast he was making? Uh, some, 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 some bread bread pun army uh no, no I'm, I'm not entirely sure um he gr- he bried it grilled it baked it seared it broiled it and then he saluted it no you've you've got me this morning bride <laughs> bread make... it sounds amazing sorry i just can't get past that <laughs> you and never broiled it, your steamed it turned it back into dough that's also sounds <laughs> somewhat amazing <laughs> well he heard about Synonym toast. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Toasting very, design. Shaka Shaka Makabo. Thank you. <laughs> Shaka Shaka Makabo. Um, That's given me some ideas about my frozen toast from, from the previous uh, podcast. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, you've got a topic today on matching work with the how our, how we work with how our brain works. What do you got? What, what are we doing talking about today? Right. So today we we're basically going to talk about uh, it, it, it's it's one of the strange things that your brain tends to do, and mm. there are some things that we can do to help our brain work well, um, which actually most students don't do, simply because it seems counterintuitive. So mm. the thing is called incubation it's often also referred to as percolation as in how you percolate coffee where you slowly drip hot water through and and extract all the good stuff and the way that you can explain how this works is when you are working on a particular problem and you end up being frustrated or confused or stuck in it Every single person who listens to this will now associate and and recognize that this actually does happen to them. You will Hmm. basically give up on what you're trying to do. You can't figure out where the mistake is in Excel and you'll go and make yourself a cup of tea or you'll go to the bathroom or you'll take a walk in the garden or you'll play with a dog or something. And while you are doing that something else, the sort of eureka moment happens where you think, geez, it's a missing bracket in that term and if I do that it's fixed or whatever the 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 case is you then come back to the work and the work goes goes really well and the studies which they've done particularly for for students that that study pretty intensive degrees so we're talking sort of science and engineering where there's quite Mm. a lot of differential problem solving is actually to encourage breaks and Mm. not 
not long breaks, um, relatively short breaks, but mm. you basically have to give up on something when you get stuck and you have to force yourself to just let it go. And the reason that our brain works on it is the same reason that everyone that is a scriptwriter for TV series leaves a cliffhanger in the last episode. Now, uh-huh. what's rather funny is when that cliffhanger happens and there's six months or eight months until the start of the next episode of the uh-huh. next series, instantly that cliffhanger will bring back all the memories from the previous series. And it's hmm. because it was unfinished. And that's why it works. So today we're going to describe sort of how you can try and, and do this with your project. But the way that incubation really works is, and, and no one really understands why it does uh, what mm. it does. But when you get stuck, it's pointless trying to force the issue. Because as soon as you get stuck, it's because your brain's effectively given up. And what you do mm. to unlock your brain is your brain keeps working on things subconsciously. You're, you're not aware of it trying to do maths or write essay or, or stuff like that yeah. is to go away and do something else and for most people I know that I, I, I can say that I do this I might end up looking if there's a new cool YouTube clip for Asia aerobatics or something or new pictures for my third year class and I will literally be doing that for a couple of minutes and instantly I give up on that because the problem is solved and I can go back to it and yeah. I wasn't actively trying to solve it it just happens and mm-hmm. A very good example of this is um, the majority of writers use this tool when they're busy writing books or or poetry or whatever. If you get stuck for character ideas, what you do is you literally walk outside and you just catch a bus, one or two stops up and then catch a bus back and you just watch and listen. And Mm. by watching and listening the conversations that happen in a bus, you will pick up new characters, new ideas, it will give you a different plot that you can write into your work and you get off the bus and you've got a million different ideas um, mm. and, and, and that's how your brain works. And the kind of the caveat to this is it only works if you start big projects early and yeah. then reach a stage of getting stuck early and then give up, give it a rest. Ah, problem presents itself somehow then carry on working it doesn't work if you procrastinate and leave things to the last minute and then try and squash things in because then there's additional pressure which releases extra chemicals in your system and then this magic doesn't work anymore so what are we trying to say to our third years and our fourth years well it's something i I keep saying design needs time it's Maybe incubation is is the best word here. Uh, I suppose percolation, where we, we, we're dripping out ideas. I, I do like that sort of metaphor as well. But what we're doing is, you know, design is the solving of a problem. And at least for a complex engineering problem, um, as certainly the fourth years encounter, the there when you start off, there is no solution. There is certainly no obvious solution that exists. And you're going from a nothing to a something. And that's an incredible challenge. It should not be underestimated. So what you need to understand is that when, because under pressure, when we, we're running out of time and things, we tend to either we run with ideas or we hit a complete roadblock and we can't ever get past it. The solving of that problem then becomes very difficult, if not impossible. Yeah. So what you need is that time we say, you know, it's a 400, let's say look at the fourth year, it's a 400 hour project and that takes place over eight weeks. 
Now, if you work that out, that's, let's say, nine hours a day, Monday to Friday. Yeah. I think it's Monday to Saturday. You still got a day off. Now, no fourth year takes a day off, to be honest, unless something's going wrong or they really don't care. Um, and the idea is that you, that time, that, that day off, that extra, the 16 hours that you're not, or whatever hours that you're not actually working, that is still technically doing the design work. You need that time to let those ideas incubate in your brain to kind of uh, work their way out. You've come up with your three ideas, your four ideas, your four options, concepts for how we're first going to tackle this new um, coffee cup microwave system, if you happen to listen to the last uh, podcast. We now are stuck with the way of how do we seal and make sure we don't have microwaves leaking out and hitting everyone else in the office around you. I can't think how to potentially do that. And you either you, you stop and you you end up coming up with the most ridiculous unworkable solution but it kind of does something and you rush ahead with it and at the end of the day when the examiner reviewer whatever the lecturer is reviewing your work they say what the hell is this completely then destroys the rest of your project because they think well if you made that kind of poor decision i'm assuming every other decision is poorly thought out and you tend to be more critical and things that's right Um, i mean you you also said something very important which was going from nothing to something and mm. what you got to do is you got to you got to think long and hard about this nothing that you've got, and yeah. and the more you let those sort of ideas percolate or, or or simmer around, the more you'll start to understand the nothing and break the mm. nothing down. And the better you understand the nothing, the better the something that you come up with will be. Mm. Now I would say it, it as you say there is certainly a the, the how the break works. Um, what uh, allows you to kind of get that or at least what works for me is not a break where I stop one course and immediately move on to the next course because I, I basically you need to have a an absence of thought you need yes. to let the brain kind of just in the background the subconscious do its thing moving from one course or one problem and then moving straight into the next Occasionally, you will sometimes go and you will solve that other problem, but invariably what you actually need for your 5, 15, maybe 20 minute break is just some quiet space or just some different relatively mindless activity or physical activity. Physical activity also tends to work pretty well. Um, yeah, so, so, so the things walk. that have, have worked for... for um the students that have been part of studies where they've tried to understand and they've been trying Mm. to understand this for about 120 years and they still don't understand what causes it or why it happens but they can they can prove it in in test cases where they take you know 20 students um like three batches of them and and one of the one group of 20 will just work on a problem until it's done others will be given all kinds of distractive games halfway through and generally, the people that are distracted where something is unfinished finish the job in about 60% of the time than if you just try and force your way through. And mm. th- you're right. It has to be something distractive. So, and, and, and it can be while you're doing it simultaneously. So, for example, you could be listening to music while working on something. And a particular song comes on or whatever, and then you instantly think, geez, I remember where I was when I heard that the mm. first time or whatever. And that's enough of a distraction for this to work. 
and with practice you can cut the amount of time that your brain takes to to do this um and it could be things like playing with a with with, with a fidget spinner or a slinky or a yo-yo mm. or whatever it is while you're working or it can be that you distract yourself physically so you go and you clap gym boots or take the dog for a walk or or, or, or whatever um but you're, you're right if you're stuck with vibrations the worst thing to do is to dive into aircraft structures um, t- yeah. to try and solve the problem because you, you're probably stuck on the same thing. Mm. And I think part of the problem here as well is in terms of this understanding is every person is different in terms yeah. of what works and then what doesn't. Um, and it depends on so many, it depends on a whole number of different variables as to how you how you work, how your brain works, how you think, how you process information. So... The, the key point here is if you haven't already kind of found what works and what helps you kind of call it release, call it uh, clear your head, uh, give you a chance to incubate those your ideas or the work that you're working on. Um, asking someone else what they've done is a good way for inspiration, but don't expect just because it works for them that it works for you. So it's yeah, something that you, you have to work on. It's something that you, you have to actually practice with. Um, sooner certainly rather than later right so I've got an actual experiment it's one of the things that they Mm. use which we can try quickly so I'm going to set the scene for you you just need to listen to this obviously the real thing is done in the flesh yeah you are all by yourself inside Mm -hmm. a school hall big empty space Mm. and very far apart on opposite ends of the hall there are there's a rope on each side and that rope hangs from the ceiling on a hook and it hangs all the way until it touches the ground and mm-hmm. there's not there's not a large amount left on the ground it literally just touches the ground mm-hmm. and in this room is a pair of pliers a coil of extra rope some chairs and some desks and there's just mm-hmm. you and your task is to tie the one vertical rope to the other vertical rope there's only you in the room and you've got a pile of chairs, a pile of tables, one pair of pliers, and a piece of extra rope. And there are only four ways to solve this problem. And so if, if you just spitball, obviously the problem here is that you, you can't grab both pieces of rope at the same time because your no. arms are, uh, are, are quite hectic. And the other thing yeah. is the one rope is not long enough to walk its end over to the bottom of the other rope. Okay, I mean, that's sort of what I was imagining. Theoretically, I assume they can actually touch. They, they can the touch, but if you imagine it, if you arc your two, two hands together, the, the knot's going to be somewhere up in the sky. Yes, okay. Okay, cool. So now that you've understood the problem, which if you were in the hall, you would have visualized, you, you would have maybe walked and tried to do it and figured out, ah, mm. I see what the problem is now. You would have figured it out. Mm. Given the yeah. fact that there's a pile of tables, a pile of chairs, a pair of plies and a piece of rope, what uh, what ways are you thinking of that you can you can tie these two ropes together? What I mean, what I try and probably do is the case of setting up some kind of system where I can have. Um, I'm just trying to think. Basically, use the chairs as a mass, um, because the whole idea is if I pull the rope out and let go of it, it's just going to swing back. Yes. So if I pull the rope. To a certain degree, where I can so still use hold the furniture to, to peg the one end and effectively peg it, yeah, um, cool. and then basically incrementally move that up until a point. I mean, look, it all depends on the size of the room um, 
as to where you're, I you're right then. that is the mm. the easiest solution and that's the one which everyone who does this thinks of because everyone that's ever been camping or being in the wind yeah. has always used a rock to weigh something heavy down mm. so effectively you've used the principle of gravity and friction to help yes. you which is something which kids understand from the age of one mm. okay cool what other ideas have you got well, I'm curious about this this whole plier situation. Um, is this rope a braided rope? Uh, yeah, could be a braided rope. I mean, can I start unbraiding the rope and then? No. Okay. No, never mind. Okay, I'm gonna make the rope longer that way for myself. Um, and I mean, tying the extra length of rope that I've got to that rope, extending its length so that I could walk further away from. There we the, go. That is the third. That is the third solution. It's the second most difficult one. It's the one that people least get. But yes, you're right. Tie okay. and then pull the rope and knot them together. All right. Um, do the ropes have to remain attached to the roof on either end? Yes. Ah. Uh, okay, so for, 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 the, for the second one is one which yeah. engineers don't, don't get that often and that's uh -huh. to use all the chairs and things to build like a pyramid structure where you can take okay. the rope from one end and then like loop it over a chair mm -hmm. on this and then you can go to the other one and then by the time you reach the top the two ropes are combined it's this it's, it's the one that civil engineers go for okay yeah yeah and then that brings us back to the pliers i mean we're talking about taking apart the furniture no and um, and Okay, so this this is yeah. this is one where in the actual test what happens is almost no one gets this one. Yeah. And the reason for it is you need something to trigger your brain. And what mm -hmm. happens is at this stage, this is where once people have got those three ideas, you take a break and everyone just mills mm -hmm. around this and, and, and everyone in the test case just looks up at these ropes and tries to wonder. And what happens is the facilitator basically walks somewhere in the room and you know all by himself or herself and basically yeah. with hands in pockets just rocks gently on his feet forwards and backwards just rocking gently and generally that inspires people to think of could you could you make a pendulum and the only okay. thing that you could make the pendulum with is the pair of pliers is the weight and then what you do is you basically start the one rope in motion and and catch it in the middle. And that's the one that almost nobody gets until there's some form of prompting. And and that was how this thing of incubation, because hmm. everyone, everyone ultimately watches the swaying and then thinks, ah, you could use a pendulum and then, oh, but you need to wait yeah. for a pendulum. Okay, the thing we've got is the pliers because if you tie the, the chair to it, you shorten the rope and all that sort of stuff. Um, and, and it's, it's that mm. thing of some form of weird prompting while you were not thinking about the problem leads you to jump to uh. the pendulum idea. And, and that was actually how this thing was discovered by a German um, psychologist. Of course it was the Germans. Of course it was huh. the Germans. <laughs> but that, that's exactly it. it. It's many times, you certainly see it in the, the fourth year projects. Those students that, and the third year projects as well, those that leave it to the last minute, the designs they put out are sometimes okay. They're are solving the they producing a solution to the problem 
it's not necessarily the best solution it's not necessarily the most efficient solution and what often happens and i think it's sort of one of the main reasons that i think it's actually sometimes helpful to have the odd discussion with your supervisor is or at least someone else let's put it that way is that the incubation can occasionally sometimes help as well with that inspiration from another person just throwing ideas at you yeah their idea isn't necessarily what you use but that person sometimes has such an abstract thought such an different approach the swaying in the middle of the hallway um that inspires the use of pliers that swaying doesn't indicate pliers whatsoever but yeah or uh, how, how the pliers would necessarily be used but that sort of thing of it's the other reason that we say not only it's the case of um you know design takes time or needs time but talk to people talk and, and discuss your ideas because keeping it only to yourself means you're only thinking about building the stack of chairs um, to create your pyramid and climb your way all over instead of letting the rope do its own swinging thing and you just have to keep it going and you've got an easier time for yourself yeah true um and that's it's it's not an easy thing to do certainly um and when you've got a time pressure in some ways you can't do it um, which is why projects uh, you have a 60-hour project we give you six months yes um, and and the main thing is you know the, the actual solution will not take 60 hours to do and no. while you're incubating an idea that time is not built into the project either mm-hmm. um, no. but if you work out for a 60-hour project how much time do you need to spend boiling water or brushing your teeth or whatever the case is to get the good ideas and the thing is a very small amount of it compared to if you just sit and stare at a free body diagram and think I need I need to make another I need to do this differently I'm going to force myself to have another shape that's that's fundamentally the wrong way to try and and come up with a a better idea yeah and it's also I mean I'd say a few extra caveats because I haven't had a chance to use that word yet Um, to this particular thing the idea of sleeping on it sometimes works yeah. But invariably, you need your brain to be active enough um, that when the idea comes, you are conscious enough to realize, here it is, um, and then do something about it. And, and also, and, sleeping on it also depends on a whole lot of other factors. So, for example, if yeah. you're really stressed, the sleeping on it idea generally tends not to work. Mm. Um, if, if, if you're completely relaxed and content, then sleeping on it does, does work. Another thing is, yeah. you, know, you just need to stick to what you're good at. And if if yeah. you frequently you know can remember, geez, I couldn't solve this thing in third year maths, and I was thinking about it before I went to bed in the morning. I knew how to do it. Okay, trust your brain that the sleeping on it works for you. For me, yeah. it's certainly the I know what really works for me is I'll get up to go and do something else, and before I've even started that other thing, ah, I'll go back to what I was doing because problem is solved. Um, mm. And, and and then I'm left with unmade coffee and unfinished spreadsheets and a whole lot of other things because ah yes I've now remembered what you know figured out how to how to solve a particular problem. Um, yeah. You just have to figure out what works for you and actually try and try and use it to your advantage. Exactly that. And if you're finding what's not working for you at the moment, then okay, there's a difference, right? This hasn't worked in five minutes, right? Let's try something else. That, that's yeah. not necessarily how you can approach it. So if, if you're in a situation now where you haven't yet found this way to let your brain really kind of fester ideas and incubate them nicely, um, 
it's something even that itself you've got to give time to kind of work out what actually works for you and what doesn't because it's not a quick process it's not a i've been walking around for one minute now and i still can't think of anything um stressing about that definitely does not help because you're not clearing your head you're not uh thinking about you're still actually thinking about the problem you're still thinking i still can't solve it i still can't solve it i still can't solve it that's not the point here the point is that you should not be thinking about it you should actually be thinking about something ideally completely different um yeah and and maybe just a final point is is when working in a group you can use you can use this idea in 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 group work to your advantage as well if you are ahead of the pack you can then go to a group meeting and that can be your 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 percolation time we're literally listening to what everyone else has has mm-hmm. has got to say and you basically use that to to relive what you've done recalibrate and you might actually get get ideas from it or if your ideas are the best of of what the group discussed then 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 maybe you have discovered the the, the best thing in which case you can put that forward um, mm-hmm. but generally i find if if you try and prepare but then don't finish it and then go into a group meeting you're more likely it's more likely that the group will actually change tact to, to yeah. what's better for the group um, rather than finishing it and then trying to force your finished idea which may actually be incorrect um, mm. to be to be to be the winning thing mm. yeah well, that's it and there, there, I mean that's a, that's the thing there, there's going to be instances where different things work in different situations what works for you to help you study what works to help you work in a group is not necessarily what works for you to work on your own um, and certainly a lot of people have the idea, oh, I work so much better on my own. That might be because you found out what helps you incubate and percolate your ideas on your own. It means you still need to figure out what, what works for you in a group and how you help the group percolate their ideas um, and systems and things like that, as per se. But then that finishes off, I think, today for this particular topic. Uh, thanks so much for listening, and we'll catch you guys in the next one. Cheers. Cool, that was a fun one. I enjoyed that. Yeah, that well, wasn't bad. So uh, I'll, I'll think of a couple of other things like that because they're mm. they're pretty useful. Um, you know, it, it, in fact, the most the most obvious one, which I should have actually mentioned, was when you're in an exam and you get stuck. You then go on yeah. to the next question. You'll literally be in that next question and think, oh, I've yeah. just figured out how to do the other <laughs> one. And then then you face with that decision: Do you drop what you're doing and go back, yeah. or do you finish this one, or do you make a note of it? And that's the reaction which you then have to figure out what works for you so i mean i keep bits of paper around and when i'm busy working on something and i have one of those ideas about something else i don't dive into that other idea because maybe that percolated idea is just the start but it's given me food for thought and i'll make a note of it and then carry on what i'm doing and then come back to it um because you know there's that old adage of you know your first idea is just your first idea well, that, I mean, it's actually an interesting point just on its own. And again, something, maybe I'll throw this in at the end. Um, 
for me, actually with an exam, if I'm writing an exam, I move to the next question and suddenly get an idea for the previous one. I know personally I must not go back because if I go back, all I've done is I've overthought it and yes. I start doing something weird where I move a torque across, keep the torque, move the force, increase the distance, and somehow I've ended up inverting gravity so that my yes. design can now work. Yes. And my brain's told me, brilliant, you've done it now. And um, now and your tractor Rob for Mars on the moon is good to go. <laughs> it's the reason Robert Reed has written in, in two or three of my tests, if I ever do this again, he's going to fail me. Um, I, I've, I I've had do. a few of those from him as well, actually. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, I think one of my tests, he wrote something like, the, I couldn't read all of it, but one of them was just, in what world, with a question mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. <laughs>